Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Happy Thanksgiving weekend to you, our Soul Talk friends. Bill and I are so grateful for you. This podcast is airing on Giving Tuesday. And so we've all just celebrated Thanksgiving and we are thankful for you. And Soul Shepherding is a nonprofit, 501c3, and Soul Talks is a ministry of Soul Shepherding. And we are supported by gifts, generous gifts from people like you who believe in the ministry of Soul Shepherding, want to be a part of what God is doing in his kingdom through this ministry, want to reach others, especially those who are serving God, his church, strengthen his church. And so thank you for your support. And if you haven't yet engaged in giving and it would bless you to do so, it would be a great blessing to the ministry of Soul Shepherding and to our funding, these Soul Talk podcasts. You can do that at soulshepherding.org and the donate page or soulshepherding.org slash donate. Thank you so much. Just as we engage in these podcast uh, conversations with you and our community, we'd love to have you join the inner circle of Soul Shepherding donors that enables us to continue on uh, in serving you and many people like you, all kinds of pastors, missionaries, spiritual directors, coaches, Christian leaders, and servants of all kinds. That's why Soul Shepherding exists. We help people like you go deeper with Jesus in emotional health and loving leadership. And today we are talking about uh, limits and love because as we are in the holiday season, uh, this is an important reminder because, wow, this is a season for more. It's uh, more uh, holiday gatherings, celebrations, more shopping, more activities, uh, and it's good stuff, but too much of a good thing can be really stressful. And so we can just see that in uh, some of the crazy drivers on the road or uh, stress reactions that some of us have or just, just being tired. And uh, it's it's a sad thing when we get overstressed and uh, in ways that are unloving and not who we want to be. But yet it's such a, a temptation. It's such a trial right here in, in the middle of the, the best season of the year. And part of it is because while it is such a wonderful season, for a lot of us there are things about it that are hard or painful. Maybe Maybe we're alone or we're not with some particular loved ones that we want to be with or we've lost a a loved one or there are some unresolved conflicts and family relationships. And so there are significant hurts and stressors that we can feel this time of year. Yet we all long for the love and that's part of what we're celebrating is love. Jesus, who came to be with us at Christmas and Advent and his presence, his, his love in our life and we want, we want to celebrate that, and that sense of togetherness this time of year is, is special to us. We've been talking about the Enneagram in recent weeks because of our new book, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, and one of the things we've talked about, particularly with the Enneagram Type 1 that I am, uh, but it also relates to the Enneagram 7 and other types, but the, the opportunity to learn the principle that less is more. Uh, because some of us, if you're like me, we just sort of live by this idea, more, 
more, more. It's like I can, I can do better. I can do more good things. I can have more impact. I can have more, more fun. Uh, and, but yet oftentimes less is more. And that's a great principle of wisdom. And it's actually in the Bible. Did you know that there's a Bible verse that says less is more and more is less. Psalm 37, 16 in the message paraphrase. And one of my favorite verses in all of scripture that is the comes off of the lips of John the Baptist is where he says, Jesus must become greater and I must become less. And so one of our breath prayers from the Bible that we like to use is uh, more of Jesus, less of me. And you just breathe in more of Jesus just to receive the gift of Jesus. And then you breathe out and you say, you know, less of me. And we're letting go of ego and striving and it's just sometimes the unrealistic stress of thinking I need to have more, do more, be more, please people more, which really diminishes joy uh, and peace and it diminishes our ability to love. Setting limits is a, a big key to being more loving. And that's why Jesus said simply, one of the reasons why he said in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. And when we embellish our words in order to get something from people or make things turn out a certain way or even just within our own hopes and ideals, it just adds stress and diminishes the opportunity of the moment to uh, savor the moment and to be loving to God and the people around us. So, Bill, what about the listener who's saying, no, Bill, you just don't understand. It's people in my life, they don't, they don't feel loved by me when I have limits. I can't have limits. That's not loving. If I, if I say no to people or I have limits on what I will do or what I will give or um, what I'll be present to, it's not loving to the people. You don't understand the responsibility that I'm carrying. You don't understand the number of people that I'm committed to love. Well, it's true that often people don't feel loved when we have a limit. So that's a hard part of it. And it's also difficult because if we haven't been living with healthy boundaries and limits, and if we've been historically in patterns of people-pleasing or accommodating, avoiding conflict, just saying yes and doing what people want and uh, being nice and hoping that it comes across as loving, if we start changing that pattern to set boundaries, we're, we're probably going to get some reactions and people are going to squawk. And whether that's family or friends or people at work, and yeah, they're probably not going to feel supported. Yeah, and yet I know there is there is truth to this limits being loving. And even the research on the most generous people, what was found, what is in common when most generous people were surveyed is that those were people that had the best boundaries and that actually boundaries and generosity limits and love actually do go together. I, I saw this with my mom. She was a very generous person and yet she also had good boundaries and, and she knew her limits. And I began to understand the connection there as to realizing, well, actually it freed me to be able to ask her for things because I knew she would have no problem saying no. She would have no problem having having limits and boundaries, but that if she had it to give, she would give it. And so I realized that there actually was a gift of love in that and being able to trust that she could say no, which was good for me to learn because 
as an Enneagram too, with my tendency to people please, sometimes I won't have a limit that I need to have that actually would be loving. And I'll actually sometimes find out later that I overgave or I gave something that cost cost me too much. And then I will react in a way that isn't as loving as I really intended or wanted to be. Yeah, and Christy, I've seen you working on this in your own soul training and spiritual disciplines and meeting with your spiritual director. I've been seeing you for a number of years working on um, setting limits and uh, containing that people pleaser inside of you that is part of your personality. And what I've noticed is that as you have learned and you've, you've strengthened those no muscles, one way of thinking about boundaries is that they're like um, muscles that we can actually strengthen through exercise. And as you've done that, Christy, I've seen that your ability to be more loving is actually increased. Part of it's just because of the principle that as we uh, have boundaries for self-care and as we have limits for our own soul and breathing and space and rest and peace and joy and confidence and freedom, it, it, we, we get strength from that and it enables us to be more freely generous. And so that's a part of what Jesus is getting at when he says simply let your yes be yes and your no be no in Matthew 5 is we, we need to listen to Jesus uh, realizing that he's the master psychologist. Of course, he's our, he's our Lord and our Savior. He's our teacher, but he understands people and relationships. We need to read all the Bible that way. Like, the, like when we read it rightly, there's a lot of good psychology in here. And the way it works is that the ability to say, as you illustrated with your mom, Christy, for all of us, the ability to say no uh, frees us to be able to say yes and not be afraid to say yes because we know that at any point we can say no again if we need to. And so saying no creates space for generosity. Well, it also was such a blessing to me along the way of my learning to say no and have limits to find that you still loved me. And I, I remember being so surprised. The, the first time that I really remember receiving this and being so shocked by it was our son was our first child and he was a baby and it was late at night and you asked me to change his diaper. And I was getting ready for bed and it had been a long day of caring for him and changing umpteen diapers and you hadn't changed any. And I said, I will, but I'll resent it. And I remember just being shocked that I said that. It was it was an example of how I felt like I couldn't say no, but I didn't have it to give. And I was so even more shocked when you replied and said, well, then I don't want you to do it. I'll do it. And I remember just thinking, what? Like I could say no, like it would be okay for me to have a limit and say, I don't have this to give and you would still love me. And you did. You still loved me. And that was such a shock for me. And then I remember also early in our marriage, at Christmas time, we would have so many activities as, as a young family, so many things we wanted to do, because there's all kinds of special events at Christmas, and we didn't want to miss them. There were special Christmas parties and gatherings and concerts and shows and um places to go with the lights to see the kids and extra activities at church and all these good things, more, 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 more that we wanted to be excited about. But I, I found that it was exhausting me and I wasn't being as loving with the kids. And so I remember asking you on one of our dates, if we could look at our calendar in 
pick some things to say no to this year because I was just remembering the year before and how exhausting it was and how difficult and stressful it was. And I remember feeling so loved that you supported me in that. You said yes, and you were willing to sacrifice some things. We, we missed a company party that you for a company you worked at because of just the, the stress and it was just too many things. And we both had to make sacrifices to miss things we wanted to do. But I remember that Christmas season was way better. Yeah, and every year it, it, as we implement that principle, it brings more space and it brings more joy. And like you're saying in our relationships, so we can look at this from the opposite angle and um, you're listening, if you just think about people that you love and your family, your friends, there's probably someone you know that is really uh, maybe a people pleaser or just like really dutiful and sacrificial and how much you want to bless that person, how much you want to love them and care for them. But if they're not able to like have limits and uh, the other side of that is like ask for what they need, if they're not able to do that, it's really difficult for you to bless that person because they're always the dutiful one or always the sacrificial one or always the one that's pleasing other people. And, and, but you want to love them. Mm-hmm. And it's the image of God in us mm-hmm. that we want to have the dignity to be able to bless other people. And so some of us who are like the heroic givers or the heroic responsible people or the heroic uh, loving, listening, caring, shepherding people, it was like, well, we need to let other people do that for us too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that, it's, it's sort of like uh, confusing because it, it seems like, well, isn't that being selfish? But actually it's giving somebody else the dignity to help you. And so it's just how relationships work that they're best when there's a mutuality and there's uh, a give and take and, and there's a, a reciprocity there. And so that's part of what's, what's here with the yes and the no is that we need to be in balance. And we, we get out of balance during the holidays. We, we, we don't keep the inflows and the outflows in balance. And uh, of all the seasons of the year, Christmas uh, is a time for uh, some inflow because we're celebrating the incarnation of the Son of God, uh, Jesus of Nazareth, who uh, comes as a baby and uh, shows us that he's the Son of God and our Lord and our Savior. And so... This is the best news. This is the best holiday. It's the best time of year. And to be able to celebrate that with people at church, our family, our place of work, and our own private devotions uh, is so wonderful. And so we need to make space for that. And so sometimes that means saying no to some other things in our life so that we can really linger and, and, and savor the grace of God to us through Jesus and get enough sleep and uh, take a walk and uh, spend that time having a soul talk with someone that you really care about and uh, listening to each other, praying for each other. Jesus, we do just thank you and praise you. It is really a grace for there to be more of you and less of us. And Lord, we pray and ask that you would guide us this Christmas season in all of our life with you. Where are you inviting us to say no, to set limits, to make more space, to be more present to you, to be more responsive to you, to better be able to receive your love, to participate with your love? We ask, Lord, that you would 
Give us your thoughts, your wisdom. Guide us by your spirit, Lord. Thank you for the words that you give us in Psalm 16, that the boundary lines would fall in pleasant places for us. Lord, I do pray that, that the boundary lines would fall in pleasant places for, for us, for all of us listening, that we would accept those and not fight those, that we would trust your love in the limits that you give us. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, would it give you joy to donate to Soul Shepherding? I know for Christy and me, it's a blessing that we can limit our expenses in certain areas of our life so that we can be generous and support God's work. And if you would enjoy being on the Soul Shepherding team, donating to Soul Shepherding, uh, we would appreciate that. Just go to soulshepherding.org slash donate and you can uh, give a, uh, a check. You can give by credit card. You can give a recurring gift. And uh, thank you very much for considering that. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 